0: Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hi, everyone. Pastor David here with Pastor Bob Wilk and Liz Jones. Hello. And today we're talking about money. More money, more problems, right? (laughs) Talking about it. It does create problems for the church to hear about money and how God wants your money so bad. No, God has so much money, right? He has so many resources. Do they use uh, money
1: in heaven? I don't know.
0: I'm not. I've never been there. But, Who's storing um, it up for
1: him. Who know. paid for those
0: streets of gold? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess they do have money. They just chip it off the, the street. And, uh, you have as much as you need. As my wife says, you know, he has uh, the hill of a thousand cattles. Right. Yes. right? And so, um, no, God has the cattle of a thousand hills. So why does he care about our money? Why does he care about tithes and offerings? Because that's our subject today. Mm-hmm. Tithes and offerings.
1: Yeah.
2: Why does he care about that, Pastor Bob? I have no idea why. (laughs) Yes. Well, this is, you know, we're joking around about tithing and offerings and those Mm -hmm. things because most of the time when people approach this, they're so sad. (laughs) You know, you ever notice that? Like, Oh no, they're talking about money. Oh my God. It's like, Oh, the love of God, <laughs> literally, literally, literally. The love of God. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know why is it important? Jesus put it together pretty simply. Hey, where your heart is, mm. that's where your treasure is found. Sure. And so we have to understand that that you know not only out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, but also uh, the way we present ourselves to our world, our church, our family. Uh, whether or not we are the kind of people that are generous or greedy, it all comes out, so yeah money 's a pretty significant, important part of walking with god mm. it we don 't walk with God to serve money, yeah, and that 's the issue I think most people uh the problem they have is that they serve money rather than let it serve their their uh, needs mm. yeah
1: that 's a good answer
2: it is, yeah, uh, I remember John Piper said something really cool about
0: how people serve money. And he said we were supposed to serve God the way people serve money, and that's—it's not that they obey money yeah. like a slave; it's that they want more of it, and they do anything to get it, oh. and they go after it with everything that's in them, and they'll make any sacrifice to get it, right? Because that's what's bringing them security, and that's what's bringing them joy. Um, so I, I'm going to steal that from him because I think it's—it's it's a great thought. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is a great.
2: Well, you know, I mean, that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, yeah. you can go right to the Old Testament, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, like the deer. Panting after the so uh, my heart pants after God. That's that yearning and and you know people are like that. It's interesting how people are like that about money. Mm -hmm. Like they go crazy over money. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah. uh, I do
1: think there's this kind of weird thing too, where that people like the church shouldn't talk about money. The church, the church shouldn't have to deal with money. And it's like, well, maybe you should stop (laughs) reading the Bible then, because there's (laughs) so much in there about money and and handling money and even. In the New Testament. not in the New Testament. Even Jesus, right? And he actually is um, correlating the care of the stewardship of money and finances and then with the reward of actually stewarding cities, right, and stewarding people and nations. And so it's pretty uh, impressive where he takes it. But um, definitely it's not something he shied away from.
0: No, not at all. So if you're faithful in the small you'll be set over much. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a, a great kingdom principle. But isn't this all Old Testament stuff, Liz? Of
2: course. <laughs> like was, you mentioned the
0: Old was Testament. Was Jesus in there? the
1: Old Testament? He was, yes, in, the he was Testament. in the Old
2: Testament. The
0: whole Old Who Testament in the is about Jesus. Testament. God? Jesus? No. That's another podcast. That's another whole
1: whole podcast. Jesus it all
2: ended back then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, and this is one of the misconceptions about tithing is that it's an Old Testament principle, that it's part of the law that Jesus came to abolish which he didn't say he came to abolish the law he said he came to fulfill it and actually bring us into a deeper relationship through that so it's interesting um some of the misconceptions there i think we're going to explore some of this today there definitely are old testament um foundational foundational principles about tithing and we'll just talk about those for for a minute here and how those translate
0: yeah absolutely so when we're talking about tithe uh, for people listening Mm -hmm. it's sort of a bible-ish word so i'm not going to I assume everybody knows that, but tithe just means the 10th. And so yeah. it's people bringing a 10th of their income. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the first and fattest part of their income, like Abel in Genesis 4, he brought the best, he brought the first to yeah. God and showing his heart. Um, but the 10% thing, I think that's part of the misconception is that um, people see 10% as like the threshold and the ceiling of like, well, I gave my 10%. right? Mm-hmm. And that could be an Old Testament view. But even then... I know I'm kind of rambling now, but the Old Testament there was way more than ten percent. Yeah, because the temple worship, the Levite, mm-hmm. the Levites ran the temple, and they were supposed to take care of the sojourners, the widows, the orphans. Mm-hmm. And if you read through the Old Testament, we're not going to do the whole word study right now, mm-hmm. but you'll find way more than one tithe. You'll find the first fruits. You'll find um, in every seven year tithe for the poor. So they're giving way more than ten percent. Um, so. If we're to say, oh, we're only giving 10, that doesn't even rise to the Old Testament standard. Right. uh, Not even to mention the New Testament standard, right. Which is like, hey, if money has a grip on you, sell everything you have, right, and give it to the poor.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that is the interesting thing is like, um, sometimes people can use old Testament versus new Testament and they're never in competition. That's always a completion. It's always a newer, um, relationship with things in the new Testament, but it doesn't do away with old Testament principles. And like you were saying, okay, old Testament people are like, that's the, that's the law, which we're going to talk about that. Um, but that the 10%, okay. And you know, I don't want to live under that. I don't want to live under that standard. Don't put that on me. Mm. All right. Well, what do you want to? What do you want to live? I'm in New, the New Testament church. Right. Well, what did they do? They brought everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they brought everything yeah. they had together to the church, and had it all in common. So the it's communists. like what. What:
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to say communist?: They
1: understood that what they had was not theirs. They right. brought it for the work of the ministry to, to um, take care of other people, to have everything in common. They were not afraid to give their lives away, including their money. Mm. And so it's like, I don't want to live under the Old Testament standard. Well, then you're under the New Testament standard, which is, everything you have belongs to the Lord. Right. Everything about your life is for um, him and. The church, because the church is the representation of the body of Christ in the earth. So Mm -hmm. saying you don't want to live under Old Testament standard is not going to actually um, justify you to hang on to anything.
2: (laughs) Well, I think also people have a misconception of, you know, in the Bible, what it talks about ownership, because when you came to Christ, you know, think about this, your life's not your own. It belongs to him. You were bought with a price, paid for in full, right, by the mm-hmm. precious blood of Jesus. He gave everything for you. He now, people don't like to think about this because in our modern culture, we're all free, and at least here in America for now, I guess. But uh, we're all free, and so I own my own life. Mm-hmm. But in reality, when you came to Jesus, okay. he bought you. He bought you with everything. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you approach God and you approach the principle of, Of tithing not just you know a pattern that you know some new testament new testament church you know came up with or some old testament you know guy did just to you know increase himself it was a god it was actually god inspired but it was inspired from the point of view of ownership Mm -hmm. god owns us and if we don't see it that way we try to protect our lives we try to hold on to our lives in that process we lose everything actually yeah, yeah. yeah. and so there's a there's a mindset of coming to god where you know i've heard people say yeah uh he, he's asking for 10 percent, but actually he has he owns the 100 percent, and he's you know he's only asking for a portion of that from mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and uh you know but he wants us to give it willingly yeah. to yield it willingly. And there's those are heart issues. That gets into whole heart things that God is, and he's really interested in way beyond the money. He can get by without your money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know? yeah. so with so, a thousand cattles. Yes. He's got <laughs> it all. He
1: really does. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think um it really is about the slavery of your heart towards material things, and it's right. about uh, almost a poverty mindset. If you don't tithe, if, right. if you don't have a generous heart, you know, I'm going to go old school right now. Okay. I'm going to go to the King James version of mm-hmm. Matthew 6, and yes. 23. And it says this, the light of the body, this is Jesus talking, by the way, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that's in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? This is a concept called the evil eye. And it's all through the old testament and it's about a stingy person. It's about somebody that you can't, you know, if you're listening on audio, you can't see this, but it's a really, you know, <laughs> horrible expression of your eyes. So you're just squinting. You're like David eyes. You're like, who's gonna who's gonna take this money from me? This right. is mine, who's gonna right. rip it out of my hands? I gotta protect it. And it's yeah. it's this earthbound um possessiveness and yes. covetousness yes. where Jesus is saying, um, if the eye is good, if your treasure's in heaven, if you read on. Um, If you're investing in the kingdom, you're going to see clearly in a way that somebody with a squinting evil eye could never see. You're going to see a kingdom perspective because you're acknowledging what Pastor Bob said, that everything you have is on loan. You're going to (laughs) die. You're not going to take it with you. It's it's God's. You know, David said in Chronicles, we're only giving you back what you've given us, Lord. So if we want to see clearly and we don't want to be enslaved to mammon, Another, yes. another King, another James, King word. James word. <laughs> we don't yeah. want to be enslaved to that. We have to give the Lord of our actual substance. Yes. Not just
2: our, our conceptual giving. Oh,
1: give right. God
0: praise.
2: It has to become physical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's at uh, stake here actually is that w- when you don't have the right concept of what we're talking about here, you actually start to go into those things that Pastor David was talking about, and which brings envy and jealousy uh, you know, where greed, where you want everything around you, there not, it's never enough. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, you want everything around you. Uh, and those things are actual idol worship. That's idolatry at its heart, you know. And so covetousness is idolatry. It's not, yeah. it's forgetting who your God is and making another God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is mammon, money. Whatever you know, whatever nice King James words you want to throw on him, <laughs> you know. But it's that it's that uh, covetousness, it's that envy of other people, It's seeing what other people have and want that, and uh, want to take it from them. Mm. And you know that's a major, like that's a major downfall for people. A sin. Can, are you allowed to use the S word here? Mm-hmm. Sin please, is okay. Okay, it's a it's a major sin, and it it's really it drags a person down. Yeah. It's it's a. It's a brutal part of our that exposes a part of our soul when 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 we make money our god.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when we view ourselves as our provider, also. Oh, you yeah. know, because that's mm-hmm. another thing. I know a lot of times when the tithing subject comes up, um, it does put like a heaviness on people because they. I know a lot of people feel like I never have enough. You know, I never have enough money. I never have, I'm I'm working hard and I can never, like now you're asking me, you're telling me I'm supposed to be giving more. You know, I'm supposed, I'm barely getting by. And so there is this whole um, faith component that comes into this. And and and, um, it's not that the practical and faith are separated from each other. We walk out our faith in very practical ways. And so some of that is, um, what we're talking about today is like how you are actually handling dollars and cents. Mm. <laughs> Will uh, you can bring your faith into that and you should bring your faith. Your faith is actually demonstrated through the very practical things that we do. Yeah. And so um, just speaking to people who are listening. Cause I know uh, when this subject comes up, there's always condemnation that comes. There's like things <laughs> that come on, you know, heaviness that comes on people. I'm just going to tell you like, this is a supernatural thing that we're talking about today. Right. And, the Lord can help you walk into this. Like you're hearing it and you're like, I get it. Like I need to give my life and I don't want to hold anything back, but I struggle with money. I struggle with having enough. I struggle with this. There is help. There are people that can help, um, you get things in order in your life. Cause it really is about being in God's order. It is not about, Um, you needing to just give more and sacrifice, although there is sacrifice, but it's about coming into the order of God that releases his anointing in your life and releases his provision into your life and where you don't have to be Mm -hmm. the source of providing for yourself. And that is a promise that he gives us in Malachi is that, As we bring our tithe to him and we bring to his storehouse, he pours out blessings upon us. So I just want to encourage you, if you're listening today, that this is something that you have to apprehend by faith. This is not something that you will logically (laughs) step into. This is something you're like, all right, I'm hearing this. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I'm willing to take a step mm-hmm. of faith. And look, if you need, if you need help walking in, in, into this, you need practical advice, Like, reach out to us. Absolutely. We have people here who are so um, giving of their time to help people with their finances and, and, and help them in their faith journey because that's always what it comes right. down to.
2: I love the way you said uh, you, you equate it to it's supernatural. You know, because a lot of people don't look at it that way. They just think it very natural, very you know, plain. Very you know, it's 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 money. It's stuff you hold on to, and and in reality, it, you know, most of the supernatural in Christendom uh, spins around you know, m- uh, miracle signs and wonders, healings. You know, right. that, which it is. It's great also provision that's right provision is a miracle yes. it's not just something that because if you you know like you know uh, the mm-hmm. the word talks about this david spoke about it you know, yeah but not that david the guy in the old mm-hmm. test we're going back to the old Testament. <laughs> but you know if i you know if, if, if it, it's not my own my hand that got me this it's god mm-hmm. yes. that gave me th- that mm-hmm. brought this into me he he he's given me ability he's given me power and he's uh, form the increase that he's put on my life. I can't. I'm not going to say I did this, and because then I would be basically taking his name in vain and yeah. and not make, not making him God. Yeah. Once again, it's idol worship. And uh and 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 by the way, the other side of that, those scriptures, you know, make me not poor, so I don't steal from mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. which right. the and but if you're money oriented, right, right, that's the problem. You'll say either I got this. You know, I made this. This was by my will and my abilities. Or, oh man, I'm I'm just always I'm always on the wrong end of the stick. I never nobody ever does me right. So I have to steal. I have to do so. I have to go get it myself. Either way, you're now in a you're in a realm (laughs) where you're your provider. Yeah. And the supernatural is not coming into play. God's you're not you're not allowing God to provide for your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you there's a difference
0: between saying that God's your provider and depending on God, even emotionally and literally depending on God, yeah. throwing your dependence upon God. You give that first paycheck that you get from a job, you give that first, you know, first of the month, whenever you pay your tithe and you hope that the rest of the month is going to come through, then you have to depend on God. Mm-hmm. You put your money where your mouth was. You made your faith into flesh. And that's a Great for you spiritually. What you're really doing is you're gambling on God. (laughs) It's like people are like, it doesn't make sense. How can I give 10 more percent? You can't. You can't give 10 more percent. (laughs) If you're just dividing up the pie of your income, there's not enough pie there. It's like if you're a nerd, Keynesian economics versus supply side economics, right? right? You're either trying to divide the pie up or you're like, this pie can expand. We can grow the supply. The Lord can open up mm-hmm. the windows of heaven that Liz mentioned so that yeah. you won't even be able to contain the abundance. Right. By the way, he'll also rebuke the devourer that's rotting that's away right. your life. You that's know, that's, right. that's part of the, the promise as well. Exactly. Um, but look at it as I'm gambling on God because God's told me about a sure thing. He's told me that I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for, be- for bread, mm-hmm. right? And it's important to know that, that he's like, your needs, your daily bread will be provided. If you walk in this path, right? If you come under this protection, if you come under this promise, it doesn't mean you're going to get rich. I think that could be something mm-hmm. that's taught wrong. About the tithe, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, take this away from me before I go off on (laughs) it. (laughs) Me believing that gain is godliness. (laughs) Well, yeah, and we know that there's some
1: there's some really Uh, weird things if we're just (laughs) honest that happen in Christianity regarding money. And there's some really weird things that are said about tithing, and you should tithe so that God will bless you. You should tithe so this will happen. You Mm -hmm. should, and it's like, no, you tithe because the Lord told you to do it. It's mm-hmm. obedience, yeah. pure and simple, and it's worship. And that is part, you know, it's like he's given you everything. If you really believe that he is allowing you to live, that everything you have is from him and he said, give me 10%, it's like, yes, sir, no problem. <laughs> yeah. You'll take care of the rest, you know, but um, it, it, we know, I'm sure we've all experienced there's some weird Things that happen with tithing. I remember I was in a service once, and the the pastor got up and he said, "You know, you, you guys need to start tithing." And he's like, "And if the Lord doesn't return it to you within you know two or three weeks, then write to me and I'll give you your money back." Wow. And I was like, "What? <laughs> a pretty good
0: deal." <laughs> Usually you I, don't get that good of an offer for yeah, get, I know.
1: Can you but give me the address
0: like, of that? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I know. I was like, "What in the oh, world?" Man. So like, I give, and then if I don't see a return on my investment then I have the right to take my money back. It's like, wow, that is, what a weird, (laughs) (laughs) what a weird approach to something that is so simple. It's Uh like, it's just simple. Give this portion to the Lord, (laughs) honor him, with the first fruits like the best that you have bring it to him first don't bring him your leftovers don't bring him if there's enough at the end like bring it to him first and trust him and it really comes down to that and it's not a formula it's not like give so that you'll get or sow in so you can reap back like yes we understand those are scriptural principles but sometimes you can get so twisted around in this whole thing and i you know i get why people are turned off by the the money subject in the yeah. church because it gets them into these really weird places, but it was never, it's never that. And if you always go back to the word, <laughs> mm. go back to the word, mm. you will see actually the, the beauty in it and the hope in it and the simplicity in it. And it's not this weird twisted thing.
2: Now you said a really strange word right in the middle of that, Did I? which, yeah, which I want to bring to everyone's attention, but I'd also <laughs> like maybe the you two to comment on. And that is, You called tithing worship. Yes. Like, I didn't want that to pass by because Mm -hmm. everybody knows worship is, you know, on Sunday with the band.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right, I mean, that's worship, right? Mm -hmm. There's no other thing, right? Yeah, we only do it on Sunday. On Sunday
2: for one one hour and that's Mm -hmm. worship, right? Uh I mean, that's it. Mm -hmm. But you're saying now, you're telling me that tithing is worship.
1: Yes, I am saying that. How is that? Because worship is about obedience. Worship is about yielding. Worship is about coming into God's order. Worship is about bringing my life to him. It has nothing, and we will talk about this on another podcast. I feel like we talk about this all the time, but worship is not singing songs. It is not dancing and you know, flashing banners. It's like, that's all praise and that's wonderful and you can worship through that, but the biggest part of worship is what you do with your everyday life and what you do with what's in your hands. That is actually worship. And so um, obedience right like the word said is better than sacrifice you can yes. be like i'm going to give my life to the lord all my life is about him and i'm involved in this ministry i'm involved in that ministry but i i will not give my money it's like well that's actually what he's asking you to do <laughs> that is worship he says that's better than everything else you can give is to be obedient to what he's saying wow, this, you brought this you should
2: have here. done without <laughs> neglecting the others right that's right Right. You brought you brought everybody to the total deep end of the <laughs> swimming pool and drowned everybody there just I now. I, mean, I don't know I if know. you recognize that. Because now people are having a hard time. You upset their worship th- ideas. I know,
1: I know. Their- we'll mess them up later in this another podcast about worship. Because yeah, worship is-, is... Right,
0: because God cares. I mean, it's um, it, it's not does. just that you give the money. It's how it's how you give the money. That's right. That's your it worship. Is. It's not like, um, you know, there's plenty of other religions that aren't right true that ask for a tithe.
1: Oh yeah, well, just leave well it at they that. do more than that. Um, and
0: actually. so yeah, they'll actually, you know, garnish yeah. your yeah. wages and, you know, shame <laughs> you and drive you out of the community. Yeah. But Jesus said, you know, if you're offering your gift on the altar and you remember your brother has something against you, Right. Not even something you did to your brother, right. but something they think you did against them. Mm-hmm. Go talk to them and make it right before you offer your gift. Mm-hmm. I think that gift could be the tithe. It could be offerings on top of the tithe. It could be your whole life savings you're giving to the poor or whatever that is. How you give it is just as important as what you gave. Remember First um, Corinthians 13. It's like, Hey, if I even deliver up my whole body to be burned as an offering, mm-hmm. but I
2: don't have love. It's nothing. You know, yeah. Pastor David, like I, I know that you you heard a young lady preach in our in our service a couple of weeks ago. Uh, somebody we won't mention any names, yeah. but uh, she was talking about somebody bringing what was supposed to be their offering. Uh, this mm. guy Cain, mm. <laughs> and you know mm. wh- how you bring your offering. What you know. So there, you know, you can you can like I'm I'm tithing tithing the God my way. <laughs> yes, that has some. Oh yeah, Giant pitfalls. And mm-hmm. for those who are just listening, I'm talking about uh, the divine Liz here. She was preaching a message. <laughs> Prophetess, to, Liz. Prophetess Liz. The, <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead. Expound a little <laughs> on that because I think it's really good, actually.
1: Okay. Yeah, we were talking about Cain. And he brought his offering to the Lord. Right? Abel, Abel brought his. Cain brought his. And Cain, actually, he worked really hard. Right. For his offer, he had to tell the ground. Oh, you can go back and listen to the message. This whole thing about the, <laughs> um, it's called what the church taking it was, action. Uh, it
0: was masterful.
1: Masterful. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But um he did. He put so much effort into what he brought the Lord, and the Lord was like, "I don't, I don't want that. Is not what I asked you for." And the, and so contrasting there, sometimes we put a lot of effort into things and we're like, man, God is really gonna be pleased with this. Cause I'm working so hard at this. And this is like, yeah, I could bring him that, but this cost, this takes so much more of my time and I'm better at this and I can do it this way. Right. And the Lord's like, that is not just do what I asked you to do. <laughs> don't, don't come to me with your ideas of how you're going to improve on what I asked you to do. Like just do what I'm asking you to do. And the tithing thing is one of those things. It's like, bring your tithes into the storehouse, bring it to the Levites, right? We can and we can talk about some of the scriptures like bring it to the church. Yeah. And people are like, Well, I tithe this way.
2: My tithe. You know? I tithe my time.
1: I tithe my only. time. <laughs> I tithe to I give it to this Christian radio station. I give it to, you know, this person. We bought this person dinner. That's my tithe. And it's like that, you know, you can, you should some be generous. Dinner. You should be generous and you should give. But there are scriptural principles about tithing, about bringing your tithe to the church, to the people of God for the support of the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. And that is actually God's way. And we can get in our own ideas and decide that that doesn't really matter. I'm going to do it my way and then be wondering, why isn't God pleased with my tithe? Wow, that was harsh, huh? That, that was was a good one. <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe they don't yeah. want to go listen I know. to the message. Well, I think, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> you can all tune out at this point That's if you want to. It's
1: interesting because I looked up this morning in
0: the message, that pa- that passage that you're talking about mm-hmm. where Cain was not accepted, and God says, this is Gene Peterson's <laughs> paraphrase, yeah. God spoke to Cain, why this tantrum? Why the sulking? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And God's like, hey, bring it in the right way. Um, don't get all upset right? when you do it the wrong way in your your own wisdom. And things aren't working out for you, and you feel like I'm robbing from you. That wasn't even the way that I right. asked you to do it. Right. So stop yeah. sulking. He
2: kind of speaks to him as a little kid, you know. But I thought that was a good
1: yeah. a get over paraphrase. yourself.
2: Yeah. And how many Christians approach tithing that way? They sulk about it. <laughs> I had to give my hard-earned money.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad that Jesus didn't tithe to me. <laughs> Because it says this in Second Corinthians 8 through 9, uh, chapter 8, verse 9. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can never sulk giving to the Lord and his work because he did not sulk giving himself for me. Right. Yes. He literally didn't hold back any of his blood or his life or his spirit. Mm-hmm. He poured it all out. That's what God did. So for us as Christians, it's not uh, its not us doing a work to please God and earn our acceptance with him. We know this, right? This is Gospel 101, right. hopefully. God gave everything to accept us, apart from if we tithe or not. It's not how you get saved to tithe. It's not how you get the love of God. It's not how right. his joy comes into you. It's its none of that. It's no type of earning. Every time money comes up, people are like, what do I have to do with my money? What's going to be good enough? What's, it, what's it? And its we forget, like, I think someone mentioned earlier, but um, the Old Testament principle might have been the tithe, but the New Testament principle is the cross. It's so the giving the whole self. Yeah. There's offerings on top of your tithe. There's whoever needs you, whoever needs mercy from you. You're obligated right. to give them whatever they ask, the good Samaritan, and come back later and check on them to see if it's okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just see if they're all right. It requires your whole life. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to take, sue you and take something from you, you're supposed to give them more than they sued you for.
1: Hmm. This yeah. is the
0: New Testament. That's right.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not about no. someone taking something from you. No. I think that is a mindset too. And you, right. we can have that mindset in a lot of different ways in our ministry, in our time, in our, the, um, what is it? Our soul currency, right? Mm. We feel like people are always taking from us and that Tapers. is in so, in our money, like the church just wants to take from me or people just want to take from me. And it's like, that is so opposite. Um, of the model that Jesus laid out for us. I mean, he says, I lay down my life and no man takes it from me. Mm-hmm. Right. He right. wasn't like these people are just taking my time and taking my ministry and taking my love and taking this and and now they're taking my life. You know, yeah. it's like he's like, No, no one's taking that from me. I'm giving it generously. Right. I give it freely. And it's the same way for us. We have the opportunity to approach our life like people are always taking things from mm-hmm. us and they right. want more from us. Or you can approach your life like Jesus did. Like, no one takes anything from me. I give everything mm-hmm. freely. Yeah. And when you walk in that in that frame of mind, from that perspective, it is a joy to give, and you can't give enough. You will never feel like anyone's taking anything from, anything from you because you're giving it before they can even ask. It's awesome. Yeah,
2: it's a sad story when you, like I said, when you think you have ownership of that because um, you're, I, I like your story. It's such a strange one, too, with you know the preacher saying, if it doesn't bless you in two weeks, I'll give it back. <laughs> mm. I'm like, well, imagine if God did that with Jesus. <laughs> hey, if this doesn't work out for us in a couple of weeks, I'm taking his sacrifice back. Mm-hmm. Or what about in the Old Testament? Oh, we went Old Testament again. Oh, no. When they bring their offering and it's burnt up, there's no retrieving it after yeah. that uh-huh. <laughs> it's done right it's done and so it, there's it's a complete relinquishing mm-hmm. of your ownership it's yes. or what you perceive as your ownership mm-hmm. and it's giving to him mm-hmm. and it's tru- and this is the other thing there's a trust involved mm-hmm. and god's not uh he's he's not only focusing there on trusting him which you know a lot of people yeah, i'm trusting god for this and it's very ethereal many times mm-hmm. But also you're trusting the people that God put in your life to steward the money that you might be giving. Yes. And so there's a, like, it's, you know, it's easy to say, I trust God, you know, well, guess what? He's up in heaven. I'm down here. I'm doing my, (laughs) I'm calling the shots down here. But trusting another person, Mm -hmm. like to, to, to believe that they are sent by God, that they're, uh, that they are actually stewards of God and mm-hmm. stewards of the money. It's not their money. Because a lot of people believe when they give to a church that they, it's a, they think democracy. They think, oh, right. yeah, I, I've got a say in this. I can vote on how it's going to be spent. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to vote. on And if I don't like the way it's used, I'm taking it back. No, that's yeah. not how God does it. It's, there's, no, there's no do-overs, take-backs. It's, he's like, you have to be fully vested knowing where the supply comes from, Mm -hmm. knowing that he'll fully supply every Mm -hmm. need. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys have both mentioned this principle of giving to
0: the local church for your tithe. Mm -hmm. I think that's totally right. And I, I, you know, I struggled with that for a while because of the new Testament concept of like, Hey, I want to give, I'm I'm willing to give. I want to give it where the Lord puts on my heart Mm -hmm. to give it. I want to see impact. I want to, Right there, right? It's like you have an agenda for your giving Mm -hmm. instead of offering it as a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But there's also the principle of 1 Corinthians 9 and, and other places where... Those that feed you spiritually should be the ones that you feed materially right. with oh. your with your gift. Right. So that's it is biblical. And yes, on top of your tithe that supports the house of God and the people that feed you, there should be offerings to the poor. There should be offerings to missionaries. There should there there should be helping people in need. Right. It shouldn't be some sort of a. I mean, that's why we're here on earth mm-hmm. to give our lives away as Christians. Mm-hmm. We gave our lives to Him. He yeah. bought us, as Pastor Bob said. Um, so I do think that that is an important thing. Not as a legalistic thing. Right. Like, wait, Pastor Bob. What happens if you only accidentally gave nine point eight
2: percent to the church? Oh God, you're you're going straight to hell. Yeah, on that one, right down, <laughs> straight, right into the pit. Because mm-hmm. you know, because now down you're, you're down the highway, down the highway, yeah, highway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Get up on the highway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. So the reality <laughs> is, a person that's that kind of religious about it is checking boxes mm-hmm. right so they've checked the 10 percent box or whatever in their culture they feel is right mm-hmm. and that's not worship
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's you know it's the all that i am all that i have it's yours it's mm-hmm. my worship to you it's you know and so uh checking boxes never works well with god mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's just it's not he wants. he wants our heart he doesn't care you know and that's why where your treasure is that's where you'll
1: yeah, you know, I heard this quote once, and heart. I do not remember who said it, but it stuck with me, is that if you're still measuring your sacrifice, you haven't seen his worth. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's like, and you know, and again, I'm not talking about singing as mm-hmm. worship. We're talking about my life as worship. And if I am still measuring out, well, I'm going to give this portion of this and this portion of this, and I can give about this much of my time, I can give about this much of my soul mm-hmm. capital, <laughs> my emotional well-being. It's like I have not really actually seen his worth in my right. life. I have not realized the greatness of his value and that my life is not my own, like you were saying earlier, that I, I do not deserve to be breathing today. The only reason I am is because he has allowed me to live. And more importantly, he's, he's brought my spirit back to life and given me life abundantly. And for that, like what could you pay for that? What would be enough to give Right, you know, to even start to give back to him what he's given to us.
2: You know, even though the the uh, tithing principle is not a strictly a law thing, everybody always goes, "That's the law." You know, it's right. the, you know Levitical law. It actually, obviously, started before, way before it was though. way before it was God. I mean, it's in God; it's who He is. But it's interesting because even in the law, when He's presenting His tithing principle to a people now, like mm-hmm. a people group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens with the Levites mm-hmm. who are the worshipers, by the way, they are, that's where they're, that's, that's where they're centered. And it's interesting uh, uh, when I was thinking of tithing, I always think how the Lord looked at the Levites. He said that, and you can go read this. He said that they are my 10th. They are, yeah. they're yes. my tithe. It's mm-hmm. like, so there he's looking at lives. Like he's yes. got a, and because they were given to him, he, he took them because he bought them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They were provided for completely.
1: Mm.
2: They were. And guess Every, what? Yeah. Every
0: way. And the Levites also were commanded to give a tithe. Yes. And God said, I'll count your tithe, priest, pastor, apostle, prophet. I'll count it as if you earned it sweating in the field. Right. And so just for people listening that say church leaders you know, have one standard and they, they get all of our <laughs> money and they don't tithe. That's definitely not what you should be doing as a church leader. You need to be tithing your money as well as your time. Um, and if anyone's listening and not doing that, you're, you're just as accountable as people. And like, uh, like Liz said, don't be measuring your sacrifice. But also, there's a bad way that church leaders measure other people's sacrifices.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, that doesn't mean you don't know the condition of the flock and you don't encourage people to right. tithe. You don't right. encourage them to be responsible. But it means don't, you don't depend on the people's tithes. Just like the people don't depend on their income, you don't depend on people's tithes. You depend on God. Right. God is able to increase it. And so a lot of pastors and leaders are very stressed and almost very controlling in some senses, sometimes, not everyone, but over people's tithes. And they want to squeeze it all out and hopefully all get enough. And that's the same heart as the person that says, no, I work nine to five and I can't tithe. So I just want to apply this evenly to leaders and pastors and, you know, it's not just "quote unquote," you know, the congregants. This is a, a word to me as a pastor. Right. it's hard for me to tithe every month. <laughs> it's like it's still an investment. It's still a work of faith. It's still a, um, a gamble in a sense. But I just know what's going to happen because I've been tithing for a while. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but it's it's going to try our hearts as well. And if we're not willing to walk that path, we we really cannot nickel and dime people <laughs> that we're trying to lead. Like we can't do
2: Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And so. I think you can tell that. I think you see the blessing of the Lord on churches where where uh, the leadership has uh, understands that and mm-hmm. has enjoyed that, that worship. Yeah. I, know, I mean, I can speak for our church because I'm involved, obviously, at those levels that traditionally over all of our 50 plus years, our leaders in our church are the biggest mm-hmm. tithers. Like they – and willing and not only with their money but their time and all those other things too. But they are – they have always been that. it's And it's not – and that's not uh, propagated. Most – nobody would actually – here I'm saying it. Nobody would actually ever know that. I know that because I actually see it. And so I – and I'm like, oh – so they, you know, they're not raising a, their little flag going, oh yeah, I mean, I know you're tithing, <laughs> you know, you, you know, but I do this. They won't do that there. Mm-hmm. It's because it's in their heart. And that is, mm-hmm. uh, I think the hallmark of a, a great church that, mm-hmm. you know, that understands the principle of tithing and understands that it's worship, mm-hmm. that it's, that's bringing us to God, yeah. you know, our whole life. And, and it's expressed sometimes in our money.
1: Yes. You know? Yeah. I want to go back to something you said too. Um, Cause I know this is a place where there's some misunderstanding about tithing, mm-hmm. being part of the law and um, how Jesus came to do away with that. You right. know, it's like, that's. That's not why he came, but we'll get there. But the first place that tithing is <laughs> just go to the word. The first place uh-huh. that tithing is mentioned as a tenth is in Genesis 14, right? right. When it talks about um, Melchizedek Priors and Abraham, yeah. which is what, 600 years or something prior to the giving of the law. Right. And there's this principle put in place, and Melchizedek is referred to as a type of Jesus, right? Yeah. He's a type of Jesus in the Old Testament, and Abraham obviously is a type of the church. Right, Us being in Abraham, a new nation, nation of Israel. And so right here in the very first book of the Bible, before the law, before Moses, before all of that, is this um, type of what is to um, be instituted in the earth and continue is this picture of Abraham bringing a tenth to Melchizedek. Not because it was a commandment, not because he was trying to check a box, Because he was doing it out of honor for someone who had a um, position in his life that was worthy of that, of bringing in the 10th. And so that is actually the first place we see the word, you know, tithe, the 10th used there in the Bible. Again, has nothing to do with the law. We do see it, right, obviously established in the law. We see it in the prophets. We see it in the New Testament when Jesus is addressing the Pharisees. He's not saying he's getting on them because they're tithing, yes, Mm -hmm. um, but they're neglecting people. And he doesn't say, you shouldn't be tithing, you should be doing this. He says, you should be doing both of those things. right? Right. So you shouldn't just tithe and neglect people. You should be doing all of those things in the right spirit toward the Lord. So Jesus did not abolish the tithe. (laughs) He's just telling them, There's more, there's he always comes to expand our understanding of how we live our life with the Lord, and that, um, it's not. This was old. Now you're moving into this. It's like yes, this bring it into the right perspective, and now let's expand it to the rest of your life. Well, also. I think
2: Jesus also everything about his life, mm-hmm. because he came out of eternity, is yeah. to give us an eternal perspective. Yes. and so he's bringing that. That's why when he said, you know, I didn't come to abolish the law, but I, you know, to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there he's bringing a fullness yes. of it and what it really means because. Uh, like I said, people will want, in every area of life, we will tend to want to form uh, religions and idols and things that we can control and put in a box, and God will not be put in a box. He mm-hmm. he will not be. They may try to. <laughs> people will definitely try to, but he will not be mocked that way, and he will uh, uh, break out of your box, and ultimately, you will have to face him. Like, I hate mm-hmm. to bring that Kind of thing, but that's the reality. You're going to have to, you know. What did you do with what you had? That's I want to know what you did. What? Yeah, that's where when we come before Him and we're showing Him our full life tide. Like, what did we do with our life at, you know, like I said, I hate to bring the whole judgment thing in, but (laughs) Hey, guess what? (laughs) Apparently everybody goes there. (laughs) You know, let's not talk about that, Bob, you know, that's a (laughs) judgmental, don't judge me, you know, but the reality is some sooner or later, everybody comes before God and then what, like he's going to, he's going to want an account of what you did, what, what you had. And not just what you know. Did I check the box, or I do the you know? Did I put ten point two percent? No. What did you do with your heart, and how you how you stewarded it, and how you managed it, and how you propagated it to other people around you? Because that's a whole nother thing. Don't let me go off on a tangent here. You guys <laughs> reel me back in because one of the worst things is when someone's having a problem with tithing, they then start to expound that false religion to people around them. Yeah, and they they give them other alternatives (laughs) they give them false alternatives and they drag down other people with them rather than going you know what i you know i'm struggling in my faith right now and i'm you know i don't know what to do you know i can i can i can appreciate somebody going there and going hey this is rough look we've all counseled people that have come into come to God new people. Mm-hmm. And it's shock, right? Mm-hmm. They come yeah. to the God's like what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, he's like I get stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like and so I've sat with people and told him, you know, I've said, look, I understand this is this tithing thing is it's outside of your, you know, what your normal has been in life. Mm-hmm. Like, who does that? Where do you tithe in life, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know i to say anything about the government. <laughs> but taskmasters. But, <laughs> the, but the reality is, in um, I've sat down and said, hey, you know what? Why don't you, I, I will explain to them the principle, everything we've started talking about, about tithing. But I said, why don't you start with, uh, showing God what fate you do have, just yeah. bring to Him. If you can only give a dollar, and you're a you know a millionaire, if that's all you can do, why don't you start there? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just mm-hmm. start someplace? Because there has to be a real tangible component of how we how people people listening to this. Mm-hmm. How are they going to how if they don't do it and they have weird ideas and wrong ideas? How do they start? Where do they start? Yeah. And we know that it's a expression of our faith. Yes. It's not, to, and so why would, you know, I mean, you wouldn't say to somebody, you know, okay, well now you have to walk on water. <laughs> it's like, no, right. you need to walk with God daily, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and perchance he may actually have you walk on water someday. It'd be <laughs> awesome. Right. But we don't go there. We walk people's faith into God. And so uh, I think, People listening to this, they have to understand. We're not sitting here going, "Okay, send us your ten percent today." You know, it's like, no. You need to understand the principle behind it, and then you need to bring your heart and your faith to it at where you're at, and begin. Yeah. Just begin and see what God does. See how He increases. How see how He um, He looks at that little pea, that mustard seed of faith and grows it in your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to the one who has more will be given and he will have an abundance.
0: So if all you have is a little bit of faith, give that and see the Lord, ask the Lord to increase it. Um, But it's important to develop a discipline of tithing. It's important that you build it into your life. Mm -hmm. It's easier when you're making $10 a month to start tithing than when you're making $10,000 a month. Is it? I think so. It doesn't hurt as much. I and mean, you're like, it doesn't look like as much. I don't it's know. hard to write a check. I mean, if I only had $10, much, man, that
1: $1 uh, might yeah. feel like a hard thing Maybe to do. Maybe like, away. I'm
0: thinking more of like a kid with a lemonade stand. Oh, but it's gotcha. It's like, okay. Then how many bills? We're starting off. Yeah. So, I mean, that's important. I mean, um, yeah. Was it difficult for you guys at all to build like a habit of tithing? Is that something that you've just always done or?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, um, that was something my parents instilled in in us growing up was that we, we tied. So anytime we made money, even in like when our grandma would send us like birthday money, we tied on it. It was just like how it it was. It wasn't like a, I didn't have the shock of like, Oh my gosh, I have to start doing this. But there's always, um, different times when it can become a faith struggle, right? Times when things are tighter or when you're like, Mm -hmm. man, that. And you're looking at like, wow, that's a lot, that's a lot of money. You know, God. at the end of the year, you get your tithe record and you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, that, that could have come in I, handy. If I could have placed- gone to
2: Greece one that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could have gone a couple of times. <laughs> but um, ultimately, it's like uh, the thought of living without tithing for me now is like I I just I have too much um, mm-hmm. fear of a Lord, I guess. <laughs> no, because I understand like this is his, it's his and I would not. I would I do not want to rob him of that because he does say if you're not if yeah. you're not giving you are robbing of his portion and yeah. it really is a, the small portion that he's asking of us um and so uh it's a you know it's a faith it's a faith it's a faith thing that's just what yeah. it comes down to yeah it's a faith thing
2: I, for me uh when I came to the Lord um, it was different but it wasn't hard um I think because he delivered me out of so much. I I felt so indebted, to, uh, a debt of love, mm-hmm. right? Not like I had to pay my way, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, every, that he, I was his. And so I I think, uh, and different people come to the Lord different ways and mine was a, you know, like a major transformation and it pulled out of all sorts of stuff in my life. And uh, like, I realized immediately, wow, m- my life really isn't my own. Like I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't planning all that and, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm there, and I think that for me, it was a uh, a love expression. Mm. Yeah, a love expression. I, I guess that's the way it was. It was. It, it seemed to come easy. I don't remember ever struggling with it. And I remember we were first, my wife and I, were first married, and you know, you know, like everybody else, you're young, you don't have money, you're doing, you know, but it never. Uh, and with her also, it, it's never uh, it, it, in our home. It was never, oh, we got to do this or that. God's portion was his portion. And it was... You know it, we're giving, and if you don't, you know if you don't supply. Oh well, we're we're, yeah. we're we're still in you. We we have you know, and so there's that heart toward it. It's a strange thing, but it is a. I think it's a hard thing for some yeah. people to come yeah. there.
1: Well, I'll say too, um, just in full transparency, the times when I have struggled, it's not been actually with the the given like the amount I'm giving or the giving itself. It's actually been. Um, like forgetting to write the check actually is where it's right. been like more of an organization thing. And like, mm. and then realizing like, Oh my gosh, this time has gone by and I didn't do that. And then I'm behind. And then if, mm. you know, just being fully transparent here. But, um, and so I had to set up systems in my life now where it's like, that's just automatically totally. what happens twice a month is my, and that was like, um, people are like, well, you're not bringing your first fruit. I'm like, why well, you am know, I have this servant called auto pay? <laughs> <laughs> I send him yeah. with and the this, money. <laughs> like this is like, and yeah. it's, you know, it's, for me, it's very, it's again, it's a very practical thing, but it is part of my faith walk is like just getting my things in order right. so that I can make sure that the Lord is getting his portion mm-hmm. before at the beginning, every time I get paid some, you know, the amount comes out because it's important to me. And so, um, that was just a very practical thing that I no, had to do. You know, Liz, that's to-
2: a really important practical thing that you just said. I don't want it to be missed on some people. And that is if you wait till the end to see if there's 10% left over,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's much tougher, mm-hmm. right? And it's, yeah. you know, your natural mind comes into play. You know, now your fate's really challenged. Whereas it's, if that's the first thing mm-hmm. you're giving, then the rest of it you have to work out. You have, to make, right. you have to make it, you know, you have to steward it well, you have to deal with it well, and it, it's the next thing. It's mm-hmm. not the first thing. And yeah. so I think that's a really practical thing because most people look and go, wow, I have 15% of bills left over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and now where do I, where do I come up with that mm-hmm. for God?
0: And Mm -hmm. that's where you start to see cool stuff. Like when you're giving before, you know, you're going to have something or when you're giving and you don't have it (laughs) and you're, um, I would just say like there, it is hard. It's it's a strange paradox for me because it's always hard to give because you see it coming out, but it's, it's always at the same time blessed and it's always confident. It's like a hard thing that I'm confident about. It's a strange paradox because I've so many times I've given, even when I didn't see how it was going to work out. Um, just one personal thing I'll, I'll share with you guys um, and anyone listening. It's, it's not to draw attention. It's just because I think it'll bless you as well. But um, the first check I get at any job or at any new source of income, I give the whole thing to the Lord. And he's always provided so much more down the line. That's in addition to other tithes and offerings. Just giving it as a sign of, Lord, you, you're the one who brought this in my life. I didn't provide this. So you're you're real <laughs> because God is yeah, real. Yes. <laughs> um you can put your money in him. You can put your gamble in him. You can put your investment, your faith and your hope in him and it's been crazy. I could tell tell testimonies of how God provided and you know people told me not to do it a few times and I did <laughs> right. it anyway and it was and it worked out great because sure. God sees it and he yeah. sees the heart. Um, Now maybe you should get counsel before you do that. I don't. I'll just I'll just hedge my bets. Whatever. God told me to do that. So you're not you're
2: not a you're not proposing that as the religion of tithing. No, this is how you do it. I think Pastor David's expressing to everybody very openly. This not to brag on it or anything, but this is what he's done. Now if somebody Mm -hmm. runs off and goes, I'm going to go do what Pastor David did. That's probably not the best way to start, right? Because now you're trying to uh, mimic somebody rather than. Please God, right, and mm-hmm. so God—that was a very personal thing that it God was. put on you, and He may have done uh, similar things to all of us, and, mm-hmm. you know. And that's our personal thing with God. Mm-hmm. But like you said, then the tithe is also something you did intentionally, totally afterward,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And just using systems, like Liz said, to make sure that it's reliable and it's—you you don't have to—it doesn't have to pass through your hands. It's like you've made that commitment, and you're like, "That's the Lord's. Mm-hmm. I don't even see it. Mm-hmm. I don't even touch it." because he he has a super abundance of provision and grace. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, I just want to yeah. um just to read a scripture out of the New Testament wow. about giving. Wow. It says oh. that each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. just bringing this back to, this is something between you and the Lord. Yeah. This is something that you It's a position of your heart to the Lord. And um, if you're giving out of reluctance or because you feel obligated, keep giving, just change your heart. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Sometimes people will say, "Well, I'm not giving cheerfully, so I should stop giving." No, you should repent. <laughs> I should repent. <laughs> but this is something between. This is something that the Lord. It's so personal between you and the Lord. Yeah. This is. It, yes, it has ramifications on the church and people and giving to them. But this is like this is the love story between you and the Lord. Yeah. It's like what you, what we have is ours, and I don't. I don't want to hold anything back from you, and it's my honor and my joy to give. That's yeah.
0: so good. It's not a cliche but you cannot outgive the Lord.
1: It's so true. It's it is. true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we uh, wrap up our podcast, just want to thank everybody. Uh, For tuning in, and we're not going to ask you for money. I know you maybe you thought we would at the end of that that podcast, but we are going to we are (laughs) going to encourage you. Send it to Uh, PR. Yeah, (laughs) Um, we're just so thankful that you joined us, and we remind you of the giving nature of Jesus. And um, I just want to conclude with that that whatever you need of Him, He's not reluctant, and He is a cheerful giver to you. Mm -hmm. And just go to Him and ask Him, and He will provide all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. We don't serve a poor God. We serve a God who's abundant in riches yeah. and true riches. Um, and if you need mercy, if you need grace to help, this is the time of need. Go to the Lord and he's willing to bless you and provide for you. And he's just looking for your heart and your trust. Uh, so please join us next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more
2: information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.